Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everyone. Just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want a break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. everyone and welcome to your bona fide favorite pop culture podcast laura i don't know if you've heard that people do refer to us as their bona fide favorite i literally podcast. was hearing you say that and all i could think was is that how you say bona fide or do you say bona fide oh okay i don't know maybe i'm saying it in just like a really dirty way oh <laughs> No, maybe that's a mundane poll, actually. Bonafide or bonafide. I would never say bonafide, but you're in the UK. Bonafide. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if this will still be your bonafide favorite pop culture podcast after hearing Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, obviously. Oh, we hope so. Yeah. Please have me uh, back. No, everyone loves you, Laura. You had a great debut a few weeks ago. How are you feeling? I had a terrifying... I feel I was mortified afterwards and I came out of um, the bedroom slash closet that I'm currently recording this in and with a tear in my eye, I said to Rupert, I'm never doing that again. Um, and then she listened to it though and she messaged us and was like, Ruby is a wizard. Like she made it sound Literally. Good. No, but it's because... And we'll probably do an episode on this. Mm -hmm. Like imposter syndrome. Because you're actually great. You know your shit. But it's just something about being a woman and doing something new is you got to go through that era of never feeling like you're good enough. Oh, I mean, I think it's but also it's also just cringe, which we will get to. But hearing your voice back and hearing your laugh, oh, yeah. like all these things. But I think you're right. I think, I mean, every man and his dog has a podcast, right? And they never seem to second yes. guess it. So <laughs> you should never um, listen to your voice back. You should never listen to the episodes back. I don't think I will. That's my advice because you're always great and you just know that between Ruby and T.I. here, it's going to be... It's, it's going to be gorgeous. Well, we hope so. We do hope so. But, okay, you've been travelling a little bit since we last chatted. I want to know what describes your week. What describes my week? I mean, I think I've got two, which won't be the case right. every week, I'm sure. But one, I have been travelling, so I went to Portugal. I went to Lisbon. I saw someone in the comments that I only go to places beginning with L, which I think might be true. I was literally reviewing in my head. <laughs> it's on brand. <laughs> I went to it Portugal for my wedding anniversary because she's married now. Um, and Crazy. it was, Old. It, I cannot believe it. I also, I mean, I'll get to this, but I chose to read on the wedding anniversary trip a book about divorce. <laughs> Just to like <laughs> what? prep or learn what not to do? Or? I wasn't quite sure. And it, like halfway through, Rupert was like, you seem really into that book. Like, what's it about? <laughs> Bro, are you planning something? You're trying to, what, fight for Stanley Tucci? you got to get rid of light. Got to get rid of Stanley Tucci light and straight to Stanley Tucci. No, yeah. it was, but it was gorgeous. But the second thing that I think has defined my week, which we have discussed a bit, is the BAFTAs. 
which happened here this week. It's a um, UK award show and there was a opening performance by Ariana DeBose and it has dominated my timeline. Like I cannot do anything without seeing the clips from this and all the different responses and I sent it to Luce and... I hadn't seen it and... I, Nothing. Like I heard about it but... It hadn't really crossed into any of my feeds, any of my algorithms. And then you said something really interesting, which I think we'll probably find on a lot of episodes, is that the UK and New Zealand are obviously having like, I mean, I am not the whole of New Zealand, so people have definitely seen this. But I like mean, we ha- we're having very, if that was everywhere for you and nowhere for me, that's interesting to me. It's so, I mean, yeah, I guess it was a UK kind of story, but I think... I mean, go go watch. Make up your own opinions. Um, no, I don't okay. think Lucy's actually brought herself to watch it. I tried to watch it and oh, I find it really hard. And this is on brand for this podcast episode. I find it really hard to watch things that make me cringe. And Liv and I actually have a whole episode on leaning into cringe and what it says about you when you can't watch it. And for me, it's because like I would do something like that like I would do a rap I reckon like that because I love Hamilton <laughs> not that that's <laughs> but anyway have you got more to add on it <laughs> I couldn't watch it Laura has I, think, so I shouldn't be talking I think, about it I mean it's so this again I think is so interesting what different people find cringe because I've seen I mean there's been some pretty amazing takes and I think she did the theatre kids proud like I think in some ways but the thing I found the most cringe was just the pan to the audience and all these I know, oh, I know. uptight British people are sitting there not sure what to do when someone's telling them to get out of their seat and clap like yeah. I just think the disparity between it was so interesting to watch and I just think yeah Everyone will take what they want from it. And it defined your week. <laughs> you, it will never define yours. <laughs> I would never define mine. Oh, oh. what defined your week, Luz? Um, Mine is really not pop culture-ish, pop culture-ish at all. I let the team down every week. Mine is literally just early bird catches the worm. And this is not a hot take because people that know me, which is all of you listening, you know that I get up very early every day to write the newsletter but this week it's been particularly like every morning I've had a meeting or something to do like 7 or 7 30 a.m and so like yesterday had a catch up for a secret project which is annoying that I can't talk about today we've got culture vulture I'm recording it at 7 30 in the morning you're recording it at 6 43 at night 6 43 at night tomorrow I've got another meeting about something I fucking can't talk to you about, which is really annoying for me to say once again. Um, And then, you know, it's just life, but I like it because I love, I actually fucking love the mornings and it's where I operate like most weirdly, which is always good for us. I feel like that is something, that was my New Year's resolution was to just be able to get up in the morning, like, and not. But I feel like there's, there's a real thing of, people which I hate like people thinking that they're better than other people for being able to get up early whereas I'm like no I can't I definitely feel like you are yeah no no (laughs) I don't think you are like Liv could stay up late at night and like paint and do really creative shit and write and I have to be in bed by like 9 p.m so I don't see any of the fun that happens after that yeah I just assumed in my 
picture in my mind of you that you're just constantly awake. Like you just never sleep. No, that used to be <laughs> the case. And then I sort of got older and realized you're actually not invincible, Luce. Well, I think we're maybe a match made in heaven then. This whole I'll yeah. record in the evening, you'll record in the morning. Yeah. It's the best. It's beautiful. It's the best for us. Anyway, I'm going to do a naughty or nice, shall I? Mm-hmm. Please, my first. You're, oh, your first naughty or nice. Well, have you heard about Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber and Kylie Jenner and Taylor Swift? And Okay, so what I've heard, yep. well, I saw, I saw something about laminated eyebrows. Yep. I saw all those names mm-hmm. and I saw Selena deleted TikTok but still has Instagram. Tell me more. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... She's up with the plate. Let me fill in the gaps. Basically, as we all know, as consumers of pop culture, um, Hayley Bieber and Selena Gomez have had, I don't really want to call it a feud because I feel like the internet sort of named it that and and pushed that on them and on us. But there's been like some fabricated or possibly real beef between them ever since Selena dated Justin, they broke up. Hayley then dated Justin, now they're married. And people on the internet are obsessed with Team Selena slash Team Hayley, whatever. Right. So we had this situation this week where Selena, like, had she had over-laminated her eyebrows, and that's what she, she said. She was like, oops, I accidentally over-laminated them. And then Kylie Jenner, who's best friends with Hayley Bieber, put on her Instagram story, like, some photos of eyebrows, and then everyone on the internet was like, oh my god, they're making a dig at Selena, it's mean girl behaviour, they've done things like this before, and there's no way for us to know whether that, you know, where that came from, whether it was intentional, whether it was a dig, or whether it was just a bad Right, yeah. But basically, people online started doing some, like conspiracy thinking you know where you connect dots that aren't really there and like draw your own conclusions it almost turns into a game for them and so there was heaps of heaps of videos made on TikTok specifically about how Hayley and Kylie were making a dig at Selena and then these videos sort of got enough attention that Kylie Jenner wrote in the comments of one of these videos you guys are making something out of nothing this is silly and then Selena Gomez was like she later commented that she was a fan of Kylie Jenner's and this was nothing. This was not a fight. But then, you know how the internet, as soon as, like, they notice one thing happening, they sort of are like, no, this is way bigger. Let's bring up every yeah. old video of this quote-unquote view. Which is terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying and it's just, like, it only serves the social media companies because there's heaps of new videos going on their site, yeah. heaps of new likes, heaps of attention. Like, it serves no one except for them. And so, anyway, all these old photos, uh, all these old videos started getting resurfaced that had things to do with the fight, quote-unquote fight, between these two, Selena and Haley. And one of them was a 2017 video of... Hayley Bieber on the show dropped the mic and someone mentions Taylor Swift and then Hayley like visibly gags. It was like Taylor Swift mentioning boyfriends in her lyrics and then Hayley Bieber gags. And like, just a reminder, this was 2017. We must, must, must look at things in context. It was never okay how people spoke about Taylor Swift. This was very much the conversation though that was right, happening. Yeah. Hayley would have been hella young. Like it, this was six years ago. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anyway, so this clip came up. Not a nice thing to do. And then I think Selena must have logged on and she's probably scrolled through her For You page and seen just way too many videos about the feud and, and about, I don't know, people having their hot takes. And so she chimed in on this video of Hayley gagging at Taylor Swift, at the mention of Taylor Swift and said, so sorry, my best friend Taylor Swift is and continues to be one of the best in the game. And then she commented again after people started saying, why the fuck did you comment on this like resurfaced old clip? And like, of course she did because the narrative had got taken out of her hands and she so far yeah and wanted to say i mean that's so interesting like at what point do celebrities kind of comment or take action and how long are they supposed to kind of just like yes. guess voicelessly watch that's what me and my flatmate flo were talking about all weekend we were sort of like in like the perfect world you'd be able to just watch all of this happen online not say anything and then it goes away but how many of us would be able to see v- videos racking up millions of likes about something that was hating on our friend or that was false or just really mean and not comment? Like, it, it's, it totally. feels inhumane to ask, like, celebrities to just shut off their feelings on social media, which we all beg to be this true and authentic thing. Anyway... She then commented, I have every right to defend my friends. Say whatever you want about me, but my people I'd die for. Thanks so much. And then to wrap the story up, she went on live, on TikTok Live, and said this. I'm very happy. I'm so blessed. I have the best friends and the best fans in the whole world, and I just couldn't be happier. I'm going to be taking a second from social media because this is a little silly, and I'm 30 I'm too old for this. And so she deleted her TikTok. And you were right. She's like on other social media platforms. But I kind of think that's fair enough. Like I actually think we're all too old for this. I think no matter how old you are, to be commenting and making videos, speculating on other people's lives and like taking information that they didn't willingly give us, we're too old for that. And you're just have to protect your mental health Mm. I think I mean I feel like this will come back a lot to this but like if that's all you're saying I mean how freeing it would be to just hit delete and just be like I'm out like I always I always think about this but whenever I'm like scrolling through like Rivet's Instagram his entire feed is just surfing videos and like like things to do in London And, like, the occasional friend. A blissful existence. A blissful. I was like, if mine looked like, like, did you see the BAFTAs this week? Like, did you? (laughs) And his life is bliss. And, like, we can all, except for you and I, who must be here to run the Pop Culture Podcast to keep people informed, we can all have that existence if we choose to. It's this need for... I don't know. It's this need for extra access into celebrity lives to make us feel something, whether it's anger or joy or 
like cringe. yearning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it will cringe. And yeah, it just, honestly, it's just a good reminder to go and touch some grass. And if you feel like making a mean video towards someone, um, maybe like, yeah. go watch some surfing videos. We'll get Rupert to <laughs> link some maybe. goodies. <laughs> link what to do in London. <laughs> what to do in London. <laughs> It's honestly bliss. His life is bliss. Oh, yeah, we all want he's to be there. Married to you, and you're there reading a Aww. story about divorce on your one year anniversary. <laughs> what more could you want, bro? <laughs> We've got some things to unpack. <laughs> um, I have another story. I have two more stories. They're not mm-hmm. going to be as long as the first one. Oh, first of all, that first story was it naughty or was it nice? For you? I think that was naughty because I feel like all of it just needed to be not yes. happening. Yeah. Right. It could have that could have ended in 2014. That I think so. Feud, if we're going to call it that. Okay, next story. Did you hear about Sabrina Carpenter on BBC Radio One Live Lounge? I know nothing about this. Okay, so do you know? Um, and Sabrina Carpenter's song "Nonsense." Uh-huh. Every time she sings it, especially live, she does a different outro, and it's often quite like sexy and quite controversial, and like she changes it every time. Okay. Have you, do you know? Okay. So she does this. It's really good. And she did this in the BBC Radio 1 Live Lounge. Um, and they've had to take down the video from their channel on YouTube. And they've had to edit out the outro because of its sexual reference. Ruby's going to play what she sung. I'm American. I am not British. So BBC, it stands for something different. This live lounge is so lit because I'm in it. In it? Because I'm in it. You get it? And so BBC is... I'm going to read what some newspaper said about it so that I don't have to explain it. It is also used as an explicit description of a certain type of male anatomy. And she... I actually thought this is quite a... Like, she sounded really good when she sung it. It sounded like, in context, sounded quite good. And I think it would have been kind of iconic for the BBC to leave it in. But now it's sort of put that innuendo in my head every time I, and I like fucking read the BBC a hundred times a day. So anyway, that's very naughty. Like, I just had to put it in there because I feel like it's, that's like textbook naughty and like the spicy Yeah. And it's also ruined the BBC for you now forever. No, I think it might have made it better. Like, it's made it a bit more fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> make the bbc fun again <laughs> that's what she should care about doing we are the fun bbc and then we have a laura recommendation for naughty or nice which i did write about in the newsletter and i'm obsessed with it but Hayley lou richardson oh. meeting her heroes living her dream in the Full Jones Brothers music video have you watched the music video? Have you heard the song? Ever, so much. All of it. I love like, it. I, I love I it. I love it. I love it. So everyone, John Bellion is producing the new Jonas Brothers album. And I'm like the biggest John Bellion fan in the world and was the biggest Jonas Brothers fan in the world. So this crossover is oh. kind of everything to me. And I'm also a big fan of people being fans of things. And Hayley Lou Richardson is like the biggest Jonas Brothers fan. So... She has been quite vocal about it, and then it turns out they have nabbed her to be in the music video. At one point in the music video, she's, like, dancing around the hotel room. They're going to get in the elevator, and she sees the Jonas Brothers, 
and it's just really cute and wholesome. I just think the the fact A has come up after we we're just talking about meeting your heroes, the full circle mm. nature of everything. I went back like because I wasn't across any of this. I went back and watched the interview with James Corden and saw how she was yeah. like reacting about giving that tie and like yeah, she gave Nick Jonas a necktie everyone when she was when she was younger and she she FaceTimed him. She said, "I'm so proud of." When you. she was like fourteen, yeah, I think that was the part for me like. She met her hero and she chose in that moment to just very earnestly be like, I'm so proud of you and your family. And like, it was just gorgeous. And then her being in the video, I was like, everyone, as I've said before, your heroes don't owe you a photo. You know, let's not be weird about it. But if you do get a chance to meet them, (laughs) I think it probably will be a nice interaction. (laughs) If you're not violating anyone's privacy. (laughs) I actually, I love, I love the caveats around that because... And I haven't actually talked about this on Culture Vulture yet, but really quickly, last week when I was talking to Gemma fucking Styles, I oh. had to very much like choose how I wanted to act, obviously. Do I want to be like, I'm in love with your brother and it, this is weird and really cool, or do I want to be profesh because I don't know who's going to listen to it? And obviously I chose the, let's address the elephant in the room, love your brother. <laughs> and we got into a really good conversation about she's really obsessed with um, learning about fandom and seeing how it's changed with the internet and how it can be used for good. And then equally, I felt like I was chiming in as the, yeah, but we, you know, after being a fan for 10 years, you learn that there's a limit. And like Mm. 15 year old me was waiting outside hotel rooms and like invading privacy, right? Wow. And now 25 year old me is like, nah, there's a way to, like you said, earnestly do it in a way that isn't a violation yeah we don't love a violation we don't <laughs> we don't love a violation let's talk more about you anyway, waiting outside hotel rooms another day i hate to do this to you all but if you want to hear the rest which i know you do head over to culture vulture wherever you get your podcasts love you